And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell. I'm joined by my co-host, Marky D, Marky Davison. Mate, we got through three of the what the heck five in part one. Now time yeah, for well, the last two. Hey, look, so I agree with you, Marsh. I don't know why he's there. Um, with Mondo, I'm undecided on how I feel with your opinion. I don't really know what he's going to do. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to leave that one just just uh, plain. Now, with the what one, I really want him to be good. <laughs> I really want him to be that fullback that runs people over, but I I don't know as well. I don't see his his role or what is happening in, in that position um, until preseason comes around and until, until we see the first few weeks happening. Um, what's that one? I want to be the fan favourite who, who who grabs that ball or, or leads Najee and you can see him knock out a linebacker. That's what I want to see as a Steelers fan. So well, for now, I'm agreed, undecided, and not sure. That's the thing. Don't take any of this as, I hate these players. I want them to do well, and I hope they have a crap career. That is not That is <laughs> not what I want. I want them to do really well. I'm just saying we've got to start being realistic on some of this stuff. Like, yeah, you know, the best, the best one, right? It's the one thing I will take, and people can roll their eyes and shake their heads at me. But you take the Madden approach, right? One of the best things, if you start a player in Madden in the last decade, if you look up, like, how to run a good franchise. The first thing it says is do not make emotional decisions when it comes to your salary cap. Derek, what is an emotional decision when it comes to the salary cap for me? Yeah, Matty, you'd be like, you're cut. He's cut. Hey, come here. What are oh, your cut? Everyone's cut. Trade. See you later. Get this guy. Get that guy. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the last two then. So we have um, – I'll leave uh, – okay, we'll go on to Marcus Allen first. Well, we so, talked a lot about him last week. I just don't think he's done anything. I think he was a player that could be used in college. I'm yet to see whether he's actually going to do anything, you know, as a linebacker. I don't know what he's weighing in at. Last last season, he weighed in at 215 pounds. He's going to need at least 15 to 20 more for that. I still don't think he's as fast as a, a Buddy Johnson or, a, um, or a, you know, obviously a Devin Bush. I don't even think with Spillane as well. I just don't see the role for him. I yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about him last week. I yeah. just not a, not a fan of what he's done. He's he hasn't done anything that proves to me that he should get this extra stay in the Steelers. And the only reason why he's hanging around is you know he's he's cheap and he knows the system. Yeah, exactly, and then he's similar. He's, he's pretty much will make a break now. I've Got to do something. If he doesn't do anything, me might be off the Ross next year. Um, very very much so a, a string player. Um, and we hope we want to see him get big interceptions or like crazy plays and, and really help the team and become that guy. But I don't really think that any Steelers fan at the moment is going to buy a Marcus Allen jersey. Um, our last player in your actually buy, actually Brian Anthony Davis might though because he bad loves to buy jerseys that no one ah uh, yeah has. but he's got he's got everyone he's got you know he's got uh, Barry in um, home and away and Bumblebee he's got you know jerseys <laughs> all over the shop. Um, Let's go into Jay, Jay Samuels. He's part of your five as well. And I'm intrigued to see, before I get your thoughts, I want to see, understand where does he fit in this in this running back roster? Will he make the team? Is he a part of the, the four running backs? And how does he fit in? Well, this is the thing. I would I would have said yes in terms of and how is you going to be used with a Matt Canada offense and having experience with a Matt Canada offense. And then he, And then you hear the stuff. Then you hear the stuff around um, Kalen Balaj or Ballage or whatever it is, right? And apparently he's done pretty well. 
Equally, Jeffrey Benedict pointed out last week, I think in the live chat, when we covered Samuels from looking at the 2018 draft pick. So we'll, we'll leave a bit of, the, you know, people can go back and listen to that to a degree. But he was sort of saying that Samuels looked like he checked out a lot. This is the thing for me with Samuels, and it came up with Derek Watt there before. If Samuels put on a bit of weight, and I don't like, I don't look at his. It's hard because I haven't been able to look at his blocking much because he's not really played that much on the field. Like he's playing these short catches, yeah. Or was the the game where he played against? Was it the Patriots or the Panthers where he had all those yards? Um, Patriots. He he ran him over. He got a hundred. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yards. Like, and that's one game you can't really go off that. But like, if he could block better, I'd be interested in him making a switch to fullback. But I just yeah. don't think. I just don't think he's. He's not going to develop what we need in the Steelers. But that's not to say he's a terrible player. I could see him in some offenses doing very, very well. Now, I don't just pick a team off the top of my head there because it depends on who they've got and what they're going to do. And and a lot of teams are going to change, I feel, with this offseason and different draft picks. And you've got a bunch of new rookie quarterbacks like you do any year, but there's a lot of rookie quarterbacks that have poten- will potentially start some games this season in the NFL. I think he'll get picked up by someone else. I thought he would have been tradable maybe last year. I pre- you're probably not going to eat anything more than a seventh for him now, particularly, you know, as we lead into cuts and, and you know, camps and what have you. Look, he's not going to surprise me if he's there, but I could see him being cut. As I said last week, you know, when you look at the tight end role, if you just decide with him, okay, we're going to make you an, a traditional H back and you're going to be listed as tight end number three, I'm all for it, right? Because I don't believe in Raider or I don't know, he's a decent blocker or Dax Raymond, Zach Gentry. He's not, he doesn't even want the heck five because as far as for me, he's off the roster anyway. Um, so from that, I think Jalen Samuels, if you're going to listen there as a third tight end, fine. But then again, why wouldn't you go and spend maybe another 500 grand maybe and go get like Jesse James or go get yeah. another, another proven player? So for me, this goes back to the, What's kind of the point? I just don't know where he where he fits on this roster at the moment. You bring in uh, Najee Harris at the running back, so he's number one. You have some investment in Snell. You have quite a lot of investment in, in McFarlane too, or he's going to be a potential um, a good running back for the future, or you want him to be in the third guy or that speedy guy. So you've got three players there already, and then you have uh, Samuels, who's entering like, his fourth year, as we talked about last week. And how did he fit this team? Can you be the fourth running back on the team and still be productive and, you know, do some great things with this team? I'm not too sure how that works out because where are the carries going to come from? They, That's it. They give, they give Najee the ball 70% of the time or 60% of the time, which we probably think is going to happen. Uh, Snell's going to come in for the goal line and McFarlane's going to be that third down back. I don't know where Samuels now comes into the picture um, and he's not really that change of pace back kind of guy. I more see him as a as a as a, uh, a third down, maybe a, a blocker, um, or he could be on the re- receiving end on the on the on the outside. And and you know he, he can be that sneaky guy that, that that gets out the backfield in a few yards. But I, I just don't know. It's it's got it's obviously it's going to make him compete more for this for this job. But how many carries can he get? I don't really see there's a spot. So he might not even be on the team this year. I, I could see him getting cut um, and then having, you know, even Balazs there. I don't know too much about him, but he's still got Snell, McFarlane and, and Najee Harris in front. It's yeah. And tough, 
Tough spot and, to be uh, Samuel this year. Yeah, and look, it's, there are Steelers fan 36 there. Steelers have good backs with Balage, Snell, and McFarlane. I want to make a prediction here as well. The third or fourth back, whatever it's ranked is, isn't even on the Steelers roster right now. You look at the cuts that are going to happen in different veteran ones as well, different veteran running backs and what have you. There'll be people around the league as you go in. There'll be people that surprise in camps, you know, and what have you. I actually think, and there could be guys that went undrafted that then have not really sunk in with the team that's, you know, pulled them in as an undrafted free agent. You know, I, I honestly think there'll be someone in the running back room that did not participate in OTAs, mini camps, and may not have even participated in training camp with the Pittsburgh. Well, that's that's the thing as well, because you even said with uh, Samuels there that even though he's um, he's competing for the Steelers, he's also competing for the NFL too, isn't he? So you got to put that on tape. So these players know that they they go to training camp, and you, you got to you know you got to buy into the franchise, and you're going to be a Steeler. But if you're going, if you're on the on the outside looking in as that fourth guy, fifth guy. You've got to think, okay, I'm putting on some film uh, for other teams if they need a running back or if they need a, a specialised blocker, or like in your case with Watt too. So I understand what you're saying. I, I think I I know that Harris is going to be there, Snell's there, and McFarlane's there. I think those no, top three I heard, are there. I heard that Harris isn't going to be there. I can't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, just, just shake everything up. There's no, no way. Okay, Harris will be there, right? So it's one, two, and three. Would you agree that Harris... McFarlane and Snell are there, the one, two, and three. Well, I'm just going to say it's Harris, McFarland, and I I can see them keeping Snell, but I could, like, man, if someone came in with a trade offer for him, I think you got to consider, like, I'd, I'd take a fourth or a third for him, 100%. Would, would they trade, or like, like a draft pick, right? So they wouldn't trade... Snell uh, for another running back? Were they trading for a, a defensive guy or somebody else? Yeah, I, like I don't even think it'll be a player. I think it's a draft pick. But like, if you know, I mean, put it this way, right? I would trade. It was like talk if to you know, I would, I would trade Edmonds and Snell, and I've got to check the cap numbers for like a May right off the jets marcus may like the safety you know like i would make that trade every day of the week and i think if, if steel's fan wouldn't make that trade I, I don't know why he wouldn't right but like i don't know i just you know it's now like the thing is i don't want them to trade him i think he's good on special teams i think he can offer a lot there i think he's a great guy to have it as a third or you know or as a second option if you want you know that short running game um but as I'm saying, if there's a big injury to another team and someone's a fan of Snell or there's a coordinator that's got experience with him or a player like him or what have you, like, you know, I, I see a world where he's not there, but I do think he will be with the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. They, they definitely need some, uh, some running backs to back up Harris because you don't want Harris doing all the workload, right, and then having a break, and then the second guy or third guy comes in and they run nowhere. Well, that's going to be yeah. on the offensive line too, but, I like, I would just hope for Snell to to get four yards of carry, hopefully, and, you know, second and six, and then we go into a passing down and we can do stuff like that. But if Harris is going to do all the work and then, you know, he has, um, say, six or seven plays in a row and then they're down to the 30, and then he gets taken off, and then you go backwards with uh, McFarlane or you go backwards with Snell, that's going to be a real kick in the teeth because that Harris do all the work. But the pro- Yeah, and the problem is, though, if you're going to create a – offensive game plan and you're going to run your O-line to be very run-focused and very Harris-focused, 
yes, you want to change the place and pace in a McFarlane, but you want someone that's going to be able to run it right up the guts in, in you know, Benny Snell. So that's the thing I like is that Benny Snell gives you someone to continue. Like, particularly, let's say the Steelers are up by like a touchdown, you know, or, or two touchdowns in the, in the fourth. You don't want Harris taking every single one of those runs, right? You want to ease him off, particularly if he's had a lot of work in the prior three quarters. So by being able to bring someone like Benny Snell in, who's not afraid to, you know, run it up the middle, I think is a really nice, really nice you, piece. You want a closer. You want you want a guy exactly. to, to end particularly, it. And... Particularly when you don't have a fullback. Yeah, well, th- there you go. If we, and if we don't use our fullback set as well, if we're just using that the one-back exactly. set. Um no, I agree with you. It's going to be very interesting interesting to see how the, the running game plays out because we know where we were last year in the 30 seconds. Um, but you can't run the tyres off Harris too much. But you need those guys, the second or third guys, to really have an impact as well. Otherwise, there's no real point to, to, to see what Harris did um, unless he's running 75 yards for a touchdown every time because if he, if he gets to the end zone and then we can't um, – compete for the, the touchdown or with other players. But I would see as well with Harris being there, it's got a it's got a lot of spark up in some of these players and these running backs to say, look, we're both we're a duo, we're a t- we're a tandem now. Um and let's really go as hard as we can. And then the defense is gonna play differently as well to when they play versus Harris and you know, even the the fact that they put Benny Snell back there, they still might be have the, the Harris uh impact as well. I I'm I'm really excited to see how it goes. Like just to see see them run the ball. Yeah, it's it's gonna be especially with like what we've got in this year's O line. But you know, these actually lead really well into slinging the slang for this week. So Mark, as always, we like to say, just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang. Do you have some Aussie slang for the Steelers BTSC listeners this week? Yeah, mate. What's the uh what's the John Dory? I don't know, Mark. You tell me. <laughs> you don't know what the John Dory is? I do, but I just thought oh. I'd humor you. All right. So this week, um, I was scratching around to find one, and I went onto a few local websites on the old Google, and what do I go to Australian accent like this? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured myself, hang on a minute. Did I just turn full bogan? I did, because we're trying to figure out what's the John Dory with our Steelers. Now, if anyone can pick that up in the in the live chat or if you're audio and you're having a barbecue at home with your family, just ask them, what's the John Dory? So that's J-O-H-N-D-O-R-Y. And when you ask them that, don't just don't give them a response. Just, you know, just let them think about in their little head, say, what's the John Dory? Which really means, what's the story? It doesn't mean anything. Matt? <laughs> Yeah, it's like some of Australian accents is like oh, Australian accent, Australian slang is like kind of that Cockney thing, like the rhyming of the different, you know, yeah, and like the code words. It's quite, it's kind of like nated out it's from there. It's unbelievable what we can get away with or what we say. <laughs> so I have two words for this week, and I was thinking about some sport terms. So number one we've got is a falcon, right? Oh yeah. So, if I, I say, oh, that. man, that player got falconed. Oh. oh, that's an awesome falcon. And you don't really get to see it that much in the NFL. But a falcon is – you might when a quarterback actually throws it to a player that's got his back turned. But a falcon is when you get hit in the head with the ball. 
Yeah, they haven't. We haven't got a term for that in the uh, NFL, do we? Um, and because it came from a player, uh, Mario Fenech, and he was nicknamed the Falcon. And there was one uh, line drive pass that put him <laughs> right in the face. It was one of those passes on the NRL where it was, uh, you know, we're distracted in the live chat, and it's uh, um, Seattle was two losses. He had, wasn't paying attention. He was just walking up to the next play, and the guy bullied the pass right into his face, and, the, and then it's called a Falcon. Awesome. There's an awesome Falcon in the rugby union, which has got the um, Waratahs versus Hurricanes, if you Google it, Corey James, and he was an All Black. If, if people have heard about the All Blacks, the New Zealand Rugby League team that are, like have a better winning record than what the Patriots did in the 2000, 2000s. Anyway, they went to do this, like, it was basically in the same situation as a punt in the NFL. They were basically really close to their end zone. They went, the, the, the player went to kick the ball, and it just... It, the ball went about – it's very hard for me, for the people on the audio side, but well, I'm going to say like a metre or two from the player's head was the distance of where the ball got kicked, and he copped the ball straight to the cheek. It was like one of those slow-mos you see in boxing where the cheek's like facing out the other side, you know, and it was just – he just absolutely hit the deck like he just got smacked by this ball and he went flying. It was it's very painful but also in some ways very funny That's- to watch. Super funny. We have a, um, uh, a super chat here from Shield. Do you want to bring that one up, Matty? Yeah. So Shield brings it up. And, you know, Shield's a great fan of this show and all the other BTSC shows. He messages me quite a bit on Twitter, um, which is cool. He says, hey, mates, just got done with a 10-mile run and just joining in. Great Father's Day podcasts. Thanks very much, Shield. Always appreciate the super chat. Shield, do you, want to go, do you want to go apply for the Steelers running back position? That's that's 16 kilometers. Yeah, far that is. Yeah, but I heard that Steel. Uh, I heard that Steel. I heard that Shield is training for a triathlon. So all the best of luck there, mate. Like that's a big effort. That's a real big effort. I wouldn't Ten even drive hard. that. Wouldn't even drive that far in my car. That's that's a long way. That's pretty. That's a pretty long way. That's pretty far. That that's like me. That's I, mate. All props to you. I couldn't run hundred meters, let alone that's, uh, sixteen kilometers. That's an effort. Miles. Jeez. On that's your an Shield. Effort. Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh it's Oops. cody there we go thanks thanks shield and now i know your name it's cody thanks very much cody appreciate that one um awesome there and then the other one i had i got a double whammy this week was the advantage line or the advantage line if you say a bit more a bit more bogan so this is in summer rug- like both rugby union rugby league but the advantage line is when you make a, like a certain gain so in rugby league you want to try and go 10 yards and what have you but in, in rugby union it's you making it past the line of defense and i think it's pretty cool because in the nfl we think of the line of scrimmage and getting past the line of scrimmage right but the advantage line and I want, I want some of the listeners out there to think about this as the season rolls on through preseason, Hall of Fame games, start doing it. Because I naturally do it because we grew up on rugby before like I learned a lot about the NFL. But I grew up always thinking about the advantage line of how are you getting past that first line of defense. And so the, my, the easiest way to compare it, I think, in the NFL would be, are we getting three yards or minimum on a run play or are we getting five yards or minimum on a, on a, on a pass play? And just think about constantly extending that oh, offense yeah. and making an advantage and just rolling forward. Yeah. And, in fact, the, and probably in the passing game, it needs to be more like eight yards, but it's just the advantage line. You can think about as something like, and you kind of, 
in the NFL, you've got your obviously your first down line, right? In your 10 yard, like the 10 yards you need to get. But think about the advantage line more on a play by play basis. It's just an interesting way to watch watch football. It's like they say you want to be in front of the stick. So you're first and ten, you want you don't want to go backwards and be second and twelve. Yeah. Um, or you want to be get uh get a sackle and you'll be third and sixteen. You know, you've always got to be in front. And that's where we last year with the Steelers, we we didn't really do too much of that. We didn't do too much second and fours and and then we got ourselves in a bit of a pickle. And then Big Ben would either get us out of that by a massive throw or yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. And that's what, you know. You don't want to always go for the, the massive bomb down the sideline, but you want to uh, move forward. And that's basically what the, the game's built around, isn't it, really? Yeah. So you think about the advantage line, if we're going to put a metric to it, as like getting over the advantage line is somewhere between the, <laughs> getting the first down and not not getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. But yeah, I think you could do it three, as I say, three, three and a half yards for a run and, and about eight yards, if you like, or six to eight yards for a pass. But it's just something that naturally happens in my brain. And I was watching some tape the other day of the Steelers to on a war for a war room segment I was doing, you know, it just, it kept flowing into my head and I was sort of realized I'd never really talked about that before. I gotta yeah, say though, it's funny. Shields told us his name, Cody. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie daddy daycare. I feel like this is like when flash takes off his suit and then they're like, they're like, where's the flash? And they think he's got lost. And then they find this kid eating a biscuit in the kitchen and his name, they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Tony. And they were like, they're like, oh, the Flash is Tony. You're the Flash, and he's like, no, I just want to be Tony no. now. I feel like this is the mo- this is the same. I'm just saying, if he can run 16 kilometers in one go, head down to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, uh, facility and sign up. We'll, we'll, you can take Ray Ray McLeod's spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no, we're not going to go there. We are not going to no, go there. He wasn't part. He was almost part of your five, but he uh, he's a reserve. Let's put it yeah, I think you can do stuff, and I'll just say, I think you can do stuff in the return game. It's just as a wide receiver, I don't know what value he's offering us there. But look, Mark, as we're going to open up to live Q and A now for for everyone that's that's um, across YouTube and Facebook, and obviously the audio guys, the guys on the audio side from podcast perspective, are going to be listening to this um listening to this back. But why people jump throw their questions in, Mark? Do you have a a prediction? Just one prediction for a player this season. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. And I think you'll agree with me. I believe that Presley Harvin will be our punter. I think you have to go with him this year. I think, I think, I think Barry. Look, I'm a Barry. I'm not a fan, but like I appreciate him being Australian in the in the NFL, and he's done okay for us. But I reckon this year, and like many of us here, I think Presley Harvin will be the punter because just of his age, he's 22 years old. Um, it feels to me in this Steelers, uh, this team organization, you. We just need something new. We need it. We need it. We need a fresh face in there. Um, I don't even really care if if Harvin punts the exact same way. If it's the same average, I just think you need someone new. What do you reckon? He's going to be uh, one of them to make it, or he'll take Barry's job. I think Shakur Brown starts five games. Right? Is he going to be on the on the outside? Or is he going to be more of a slot guy? I think he's going to be more in the slot. But isn't that, isn't that interesting, though? Because if they don't come out in that certain package, right, they don't technically have a start, do they? Well, that's this is the point, right? So that's a very good point. I should clarify. <laughs> I that, That's actually a very good point. No, 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 you're right there. I think he makes a meaningful contribution 
in five games. So he right. might not start if they come out in the right package. That's a Second very, very you, good point. Didn't have um, it's so it's so funny like that. Whoever's the first eleven on the field, they're technically a starter. They're always well, it's like Ebron. Yeah, it's like Ebron and McDonald last year. McDonald was yeah. the starting tight end, but Ebron like played the majority of snaps and had the better stats, right? So I mean the same thing happened this year with Freemuth. Is there this this might be a question? Is there a certain uh contract um abilities or like money guaranteed if you start? Have you, is there anything like that in the in the? In it the might be. It might be more around rookie. It's probably look. If you're signing a deal based on that, then you're trying to kind of falling into a trap. I think it, it should be. I think it's often more done, or it should be done, or you'd be strategic to do it on a minimum like base number of snaps. Yeah, because I remember last year there was a there was a guy who caught a pass from the Seahawks from Russell Wilson, and it guaranteed him like five hundred thousand dollars or four hundred thousand dollars. Now, in my mind, as an owner. I wouldn't like my players to go and target that player for that reason to get the ball and earn extra money. But there are count. incentives, like if you get over a certain number of yards or a certain number of targets or what have you. Like there's incentive contracts, so it's not just always about starts. Yeah, but the, but that's what I'm saying. There's certain players I know last year because it was on Facebook and all over all, all over that kind of stuff. It was Russell Wilson went to this certain player who was a third or fourth string. Um, he got he got his yards or he got his certain receptions and he got paid more, which is cool and it's it's great to be a, that contract. But then would players go out of their way to target that certain person um, to to get them TDs and would that cost the team, you know, a wide open chance for a touchdown or or to force the ball? You know, that's what comes into my mind with these with these little things. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. But go Russell Wilson for doing that. Yeah. Well, what's uh. I know it's not a Seahawks podcast, but what's it? What's going to happen this year with him? Is he is he going to be a oh, winner? He'll stay. He'll stay, and then if they don't do very well, it'll be it'll be back to the same. Because all the all, all the media around him like leaving the team, and he's just coming and saying, "No, I, I like it." I reckon they they're a hard grit team, but they're not they're not much without him, to be honest. There's a question that was asked earlier in the show, and I did say it, but we didn't get to address it at the time, from Austin Russell on Facebook. And he said, are you scared they're going to overwork Najee Harris and Dwayne Haskins becomes an, um, our number two? Oh, and will Dwayne Haskins become our number two? Ah, uh, that's a great question. I We talked about this maybe two shows ago when I talked about the importance of managing snaps. That's going to be the thing. Is if and, and this is why the Steelers have to be really clinical because we don't want Najee having to do too much. Um, and as for Dwayne Haskins becoming number two, I think they're so invested in Rudolph. I think Rudolph has to have been injured or something wrong has to happen. As Steelers fan 36 brings up, you know, her prediction or their prediction is, it's hard to know on that one. Um, oh, it's a, just a Pittsburgh Steelers logo. Anyway, their yeah. prediction is that uh, Mason Rudolph wins three games this season and solidifies um, the spot for next year's number one. I yeah, I can see that happening. So I, I agree. I, we talked about last week. I think that Rudolph will play at least three games minimum. Um, and with Najee, like you just wanted the, the Steelers to be smart about it. You know they will. You know we're only two Aussie blokes talking from down under about the Steelers. We know that we know what's going to happen with Najee. They're going to do great. They're going to have him in cer- <laughs> certain packages, and um, they, they won't overuse him to to where he's running off his feet and he he's um, getting super tired and, and can't be his best. No way. They'll put him in. They'll put him in the the perfect place. They'll run him seventy percent of the time. They'll they'll use him from the start. They'll they'll yeah. He's gonna do awesome. He's a he's a freak athlete, and there's a reason why they they're so excited for him for number one. Even look back when we got Devin Bush at number one at, at, at ten, and now we have Minka. 
these are these are certain key players now um, that are just going to be like one of our guys, and we wish wish them all the success. And, and I don't think he'll be overtired near the end. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, well, it'll be interesting to wait and see. Just me brings up useless trivia. Father's Day was started in her hometown. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty interesting. And, you know, fun fact in Australia, we have Mother's Day the same time as you guys, but our Father's yeah. Day is like, is it, it's September, isn't it? September 5th. It's always a week before the NFL. Every, yeah. uh, every, every you know, first Sunday, I believe, or it depends how the, the, the schedule falls, but the NFL normally falls around September 11th or 12th. It's always one week before. Yeah. So, yeah, I get, but, but I did that on my on my pod the podcast for the Father's Day, and I think it's yeah. I think the reason is because um, we're both during our summer, so right now it's our it's our winter, and it's your summer for Father's Day, and then coming into our spring will be our Father's Day. So that would be my reason, but our Mother's Days are exactly the same. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know, but same thing. Like I said in my podcast too, Maddie. Like we're so Australians and Americans. Uh, we should probably do something about this too. We're so similar, but then but then we're so different as well. Like we 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 talk English, or I try to talk English, but yeah, and then then we you know we we drive on the wrong side of the road. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're so similar, but then we're not. It's just crazy. Yeah, well, that's it. Like you know, it's there's just so many things that are similar and so many things that are different. And like, it doesn't matter where you turn. There's always something different. Like, have you tried going? Have you tried going to America and then you look to was it left? I can't remember left or right. What what do you look at? And then you come back to Australia and you get you get really tripped out because you're so used to looking yeah left left when the, the, the traffic's coming this way. But in Australia, we've got to look right first. And if you do that wrong over in America, it's going to be a bad time. You look, you know my look, favorite thing uh, is that in some cities in America, if you like try and um, press the button and it's like the traffic lights are going each different way and it says like it's like wait wait <laughs> you just I just stand there pressing the button. I want to get that like uh, I want to get that yeah I should be that spokesperson for those um, for that guy talking about the wait. Imagine an Australian accent in New York City, you know how's it going? You're afraid to cross now. <laughs> 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 You well, call that a green? That's a red. Yeah. That's green. That's a... <laughs> oh man! Uh, like, we should we should trip them out. Like we'd be like, imagine if you and I were buskers and they thought we were American and then we just start singing in your Australian accent. They'd love it, mate. No one. They would not love me. I oh, okay. am tone deaf. I cannot sing. Oh, we can we can sing the national anthem. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even really know it. The lyrics have changed. But look with that. That wraps up this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Preville. This is Mark Davison. Mark, as always, go Steelers. <laughs>